You are listening to the South Tacoma Assembly of God Sunday Morning Service Podcast. We pray that the Word of God in this message will cause you to grow and that you will be strengthened as you walk out the unique purpose that God has placed inside of you. Hallelujah. Father, we are so thankful. We give you praise. We give you honor and glory. Lord, I say, yes to your will. Yes to your way, Lord. You've been a good God. And Lord, I thank you for the things that you've created oh, in our lives. The blessings, the creative blessing that, Lord, we partake of on a daily basis. Lord, I say thank you, Lord. Lord, I love you. And I give you thanks, Lord, for yet another opportunity. Truly, this is a day that you've made, and we will rejoice and be glad. You see, today, Lord, you have brought us a mighty long way. And I'm so thankful that you didn't bring us this far to leave us. And Lord, we trust that you are God and that you will. You said you'll never leave us, no, no forsake us. And Lord, that's a promise. And we hold dealer to that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. What a mighty God we serve. Listen, today I am so thankful for yet again God has provided us with so much to be thankful for. And today I want to talk on the subject of the big picture. The big picture. And I'm looking at presenting something that you and I could hold on to. Because I I thank God for who he is because he's bigger than anything that we've ever gone through. He's bigger than right now. He's bigger than the things that we struggle with. And I'm asking God today to help me deliver what I believe is a message that we all can benefit from and we can all use every day of our life. And you see, I am looking to God, who is the author and the finisher of my faith, for everything that he has and for everything that, oh my goodness, he has purposed for my life. I'm looking for his help to bring fulfillment. And I'm learning more and more. It's not what you go through. It's how you go through it. And you see, I used to think the, the biggest characteristics of going through something was breakthrough. But I'm learning also that there's an overwhelming trepidation that comes with the process of breakthrough. But listen, breakthrough in itself is not the end of the breakthrough is just, a, I mean, the beginning because I believe that, that breakthrough provides an improvement for a new beginning. And because it provides an improvement for a new beginning, I'm looking at what God will do after, the aftermath of this. You see, when I think of what God is doing and how he does things so much better than, than we. You see, I'm looking at this, and we're on day 33, where the federal government ordered a stay home and social distancing. And I, I'm saying, I'm saying within myself, because I know people like myself and like you are saying enough. We're saying enough, and we're, we're talking about a nation that is struggling. I mean, you can't turn on television and, and watch sports. You can't turn on television and, 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 and have something of, of, of entertainment. I mean, uh, they're showing the old uh, football games. But I'm telling you right now, it's an opportunity. Oh, it's a great opportunity to really understand who God is in the midst of trials. And tribulation. You see, the question that we are facing as a nation 
is how we reopen the economy. But I want to pose this question to you. What will you do before the economy is open to prepare yourself for when it does open? Because life definitely won't be the same. And as a believer myself, I've been praying according to Ephesians 3 and 1, where it says, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose on heaven. Hmm. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. And we've been looking at this, this virus, this unknown enemy, and we've been talking about how it has brought sufferings, and in some cases, a form of tribulation that we haven't seen. But I'm here to tell you that tribulation and suffering have seasons. And within those seasons, we have to grasp that it involves time, purpose, and people. Time, purpose, and people. And I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to build this thing to bring understanding that, listen to me, we have in the midst of something that we can't control, we have an opportunity to really demonstrate what God can do in our lives and we can be an example to what it looks like when you're going through. Uh, you see, uh, I, as a believer, I understand that God, God is, is, is not just in control but God has provided us with the ability to see what he sees, to embrace what he's embraced. And I want to see what God sees. In my time of prayer, I'm asking God, Lord, show me. Show me me in this time. Show me how I can be a blessing to someone else. Show me. Listen, listen, I don't just want to, 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 to drive, traverse through this thing and not get anything out of it but a memory. I want to get so much more. I want to say, as a testimony, there were things that I didn't know prior to the stay-at-home, prior to being faced with what potentially could be anyone receiving this, this COVID-19. I want to say to God, Lord, I did the best that I could during the time when most people needed a helping hand needed an encouraging word. I want to, uh, to, to, to say to God, when this is all done, Lord, I did, I pray that I did what you asked me to do, and I pray that I was success, successful with what you was asking me to do. You see, when you look at it, God is a giver of the season. He's the giver of the season. He provides purpose within the season. But listen to me. He controls the time because God wants us to understand that through the process that he's provided, we're going to grow. In some cases, we're going to learn how to serve. Some, I mean, listen, we, listen, like never before, we've learned how to reconnect. We've learned the connectivity of, of, of people through another means. You, I mean, I, 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 I want you to hear me today speak of how God, will look, look to us as believers to be that word, that encouragement, be that, 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 that salvation or that rescue for someone that's, that's even about to commit suicide because they are overwhelmed. It wasn't like they weren't overwhelmed before this thing, but now it has thrown them over. And I'm saying to you today, really, in your prayer time, Really petition God, Lord, what is it that I need to do today? Don't get up and do your, your business as usual, but get up with a, with a request from God. Lord, what is it will you have me to do? What is, who will you have me speak to today? Lord, bring that person that needs to hear a word. Listen, place it within my heart. Lord, I'm asking you, I've opened up my, my understanding. I've opened up my heart to you to deposit something. <laughs> that could be 
a difference maker in my life and the life of those that, Lord, are in need. You see, Lord, I, I am, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that you can use me. <laughs> I'm so thankful that can use, you can use me. I am a willing vessel. And I want you to say out there that you are a willing vessel and God used me. You see, I'm, I know for a fact that there's so many things that God wants us to see during this time. And I don't want us to get caught up in to the physical aspect of this. I mean, it, it, this, is, this, is, this is a lot of suffering. This is a lot of uh, uh, tribulation that has taken place. But listen to me. I believe. This is me. I believe. I believe God holds plan for the government of this world to be seen for what it really is. And what I mean by that is, listen, we sometimes go and we, we, we put things in perspective according to what we hear on the news. What we, I mean, th th I can't tell you how many people are following the news network as if it's God. I mean, <laughs> this is what they're saying. This, listen, I want to hear what God is saying because I don't want a false sense of hope. I want the hope of God. I mean, listen, in my Bible, in John 16, it says, I have told you all this so that, tr that trusting me, th think about this, let me, let me say that, I've, Jesus is speaking in, he says, I've told you all this so that trust, trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. Oh, I like that unshakable and assured. In other words, Jesus said, I'm talking, telling you all these things. And he was, he was really putting things in perspective for the disciple. He was bringing understanding to how things were going to be when he leaves. How much more God is putting things in perspective for what you and I are doing today in the midst of what we are uh, 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 confronted with. Oh, my goodness. God is bigger than this virus. Are you with me? And I just want to reiterate, some people were going through, uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> a lot of trouble and a lot of uh, circumstances, situation prior to it. Can you imagine the com compounding of what now? <laughs> so I want to say to you this, to th this, you have to know what God is saying. You have to know how he's saying and putting in perspective. Listen, you got to know what God is saying because that's my comfort. Uh, oh, that's my hope. That's my assurance. You see, I believe we should, we should seize the favorable opportunity to bring understanding, oh my goodness, to those that lack relationship with God. I believe we should take this favorable opportunity. And I say it's favorable opportunity not to, 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 to downgrade or belittle what's happening with, the, with, with this virus. But I'm saying there's a favorable opportunity because there are people that are struggling with who they are and, and what they're going to do as a result of what's happening now. But let me say this. How much more getting back on track? Listen. Some people are going to have to not only reopen, help reopen business establishments, but they're going to have to help reopen and reestablish the relationship that they have with their family. Because some people right now are getting used to being with their family. And all of a sudden, that's going to change. Now you're going to find yourself going back to work. How are you going to deal with it? Are you going to go back business as usual? Or are you going to use this favorable opportunity to allow God and his purpose to bring fulfillment to what he <laughs> has in store or what he's been allowed to bring back full circle? I don't know about you, but I believe there should be a closeness. There should be something that has been gained as a result of what you, <laughs> the time you've been spent with each other. Amen? You see, the time of salvation is not fast approaching, but has been here for some time. And we must labor in our, we must labor in this sorrowful world with a message of hope because God has given us hope. Therefore, how 
we choose to go through will determine the quality of our life. And watch this. It will help others in, in how they see life and, and, and what life really <laughs> provides. I mean, I don't know about you, but I thank God for, for my salvation because it not only rescued me, but it, it continues to bring, oh, my goodness, a renewing. You see, the scripture says that be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I thank God for the renewing that it brings to me because, I, listen, we are saved, we're being saved, and we will be saved. That's the beginning of everything that we have and what God has provided for us. Listen, when we're looking at determining the quality of life, we have to look at it from the standpoint that many people talk about getting back to normal. And again, I'm talking about the big picture. Many people are talking about getting back to normal. You see, normal is defined as ordinary, standard, regular, and usual. Hmm. So by definition, in my eyes, by definition, <laughs> normal could change daily. I said normal could change daily. You see, happiness today and an accident tomorrow could result in to a, a new normal. I, I, listen, I, listen, I like to ask the question, who determines normalcy? I mean, who, who, who say what's normal? You see, today, I, I, I just, I, 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 this might be normal, but tomorrow... If I listen to George, I'm going to try to trump yesterday, or I'm going to allow yesterday to be my standard. But if I get up in the morning and I ask God what you will have me to do in the day, that could change from day to day because God, through purpose, will place you in a position to succeed. <laughs> listen, I'm encouraged today. I'm encouraged because the closest thing to normal in life is my relationship with God and the big picture. You see, the big picture really describes what God says about your life. And Jesus says that we are to live, we, Jesus described it as life and life more abundantly. You see, the big picture, if you think about it, the big picture brings understanding in this manner. That COVID-19 is going to one day pass, and it even might come back. But that shouldn't be. <laughs> that shouldn't be what determines what normal in your life is. That shouldn't be determined what you can and can't have. Because it's, it's become a part of life, as far as I'm concerned. So it's cancer. So all these other diseases have and all these other viruses become, so watch this, you have to understand, because it's a global pandemic, it doesn't mean that your individual life is affected any different than anything else, if you are trusting God. Ah, the big picture. The big picture. Jesus says in John 10.10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy he said, but I've come that <laughs> you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Oh, the abundant life. Oh, thank God that, listen, it doesn't matter what I'm going through. Jesus didn't give a condition for abundant life. He didn't. He just described that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Are you with me? But he said, I come. I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. He didn't say that was a condition. He just says that I come that you might have life and life more abundantly. I love that because what he's putting in perspective is, is he is God. Son that has come to bring, oh my goodness, a connectivity to God himself. Oh my goodness. The scripture said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son in John 3.16. But listen, 
what we have to do is really get beyond even John 3.16 and bring understanding to what the scripture here Jesus is speaking. Because listen to me, there's things just like Jesus got beyond the cross. He's saying you're going to get beyond through the resurrection power. You're going to get beyond all that you are suffering through, all that, I mean, goodness, all the test of life that you may encounter. You see, in John 3, 17, the scripture says, God did not send his son into the world. Now, Jesus is saying this. He said, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Oh, my goodness. See, that's encouraging to me. <laughs> I said, that's encouraging to me. Because what he, he's saying is, he's not trying to condemn anyone. You receive him, <laughs> and salvation, <laughs> rescue is your portion. And if rescue is your portion, then watch this. You have to feed from that. You have to understand feeding from a rescue means you have hope. You have something to work toward, something to look forward to. And I, I tell you, there's so much that I, I'm thankful. I mean, I'm in my home as a stay home and, 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 and this, this social distancing. But I'm telling you right now, God is preparing me for when that's done. He's preparing you for when that's done. Are you listening? Can you hear what the preparation is, is, is providing for you? I'm telling you this morning, I'm telling you, there is a big picture. Don't become narrow-minded. Don't, don't allow your focus to be inward, but allow your focus to be outside because you and I are going to have to contend with what society now will provide through, oh my goodness, this devastation of this, this virus. I'm, I'm just reminding of some of the things that, that are being talked about in the media as far as how when we, we go to the different places, what's going to take place. I mean, for, for some jobs, I mean, they're going to require you to take a, 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 a oh my goodness, a test to see if you are, are, are uh, immune. I mean, or different things that are happening. But listen, it's not going to just walk here and walk there. But listen to me. We serve a God. That's able, amen? You see, the likes of this virus only puts us in a position where we can become closer to God and allow God to orchestrate our day. To, I mean, I, listen, if, if today you haven't really re-examined and looked at how things are in your life from a, a stay-home standpoint, man, you're going to be a mess when, it gets, when it's time to go out. Are you with me? I said on, on, on Wednesday night, hey, this handshaking and this, this, this uh, uh, hugging, I mean, how many of you are going to be disappointed or, or offended because nobody shakes your hand? <laughs> Come on, uh, folks, I mean, folks coming to church, well, but you're a believer. Listen, give me a hug. You're a believer. And they're going, no, I don't think so. What you got? <laughs> Did you pick up something along the way? I mean, you can't get offended. I said, you can't get offended. The word of God is what's going to keep you. The word of God is what's going to help you with the things that you're in need of. And listen, the reason I'm really talking about this is because, listen, the picture that we are being presented is not God, but it's what man feels is necessary to bring life back to normal. But listen to me. My life hasn't changed. It's just been affected, but it hasn't changed. <laughs> I said it's been affected, but it hasn't changed. In other words, there's things that, that, that I will never stop doing because of what I'm confronted with. Prayer, I will never stop doing. <laughs> are, you, are you with me? Trusting God, I will never stop doing. It. Those are the things that really affect your life. Oh, my goodness. Those are the things that you have that, that no one can take away from you. Not even the devil. Listen, your prayer life. Are you with me? Your trust in God. Listen, that is so key because you got to recognize there's things in your life that you are going to be tested with. And what's being tested is what you have gained from the word of God. Listen, I don't know about you, but I'm, 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 I'm really asking God through this time 
to grow me to a place where I'm not only, oh my goodness, a blessing to my family and me, but a, I'm a blessing to those that I will encounter. You see, I think of trials and I think of tribulation and I think of how Jesus said, listen, you're going to be tried in John 16, 33. He said, you're going to be tried. But he said, be of good cheer. Rejoice. Be of good cheer. For I've overcome the world. So watch this. One of the biggest things that I think that we should look at in this big picture is how we're going to allow God to be a part of our life in a bigger way. <laughs> Amen. You say, well, Pastor, I pray, I do that. I say, how will he become a bigger part in your life? You see, you sometimes we get up in the morning and we don't even give, we don't, we don't even get, acknowledge God. Sometimes we don't, we, I mean, we are so bombarded with our day, with our coffee in the morning. I mean, how many times we really say, God, <laughs> I'm struggling with today because really I have no direction. I know I got to go to work. I know what that encompasses. But Lord, I need direction today. I need something. That's going to help me, oh my goodness, in my hope because of everything that I'm around. Man, I've been praying for the, those that are on the front line, the nurses. I mean, I, I, listen, I, 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 I've been praying for them because they, they, they're on the battlefield. I mean, they're, they're taking care of the ones that, I mean, have been affected. And then they got to go back home to loved ones, to babies. I mean... Uh, they got to go home to the folks that, I mean, that they love and to take a chance every day. Listen, I mean, that's walking with God. That's trusting God. That's not doing something blindly. I mean, I, I, for me, I would say to, to those, <laughs> get a hold of Jesus and get a hold of him quick because he, <laughs> he could put a wall of fire and a, a hedge of protection around you. Are you with me? But I'm talking about the big picture. I'm talking about how you and I are going to look at this time and this time of preparation. Listen, one of the things that I'm looking at, looking at as well, is we have to know that patient plays a significant role in our trial. <laughs> Amen. In what we're going through, what we're suffering, we have to have the patience. To understand that God, <laughs> God wants to be a big part. Yes. I said he wants to be a big part. And I love what James uh, 1 and 2 says. My brother, he says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Knowing that the test of your faith produce patience. The testing of your faith produce patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Ah. You see, when we let patience help, what patience will do is provide us with a stay in every course. Amen? Or it will provide us with something that will help us to see through completion. Now, let me, let me, let me put, put it in. Let me, put, let me say it like this. Hmm. Have you noticed when you go to the grocery store, there's a long line? And when you see the line, you have to determine, am I going to wait in that line? Am I going to go home? Well, watch this. You're going home and not going to change in it. Change the fact that you need. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Come back tomorrow when you got, <laughs> when there's not a line, only to find that there's another line? Are y'all with me? But when you have patience, you will get out of your car, get in that line, and begin to look for opportunities for God to use you and bless you. Uh, are y'all with me? In other words, sometimes we, we need to let patience have his perfect work in us. We need to let patience take, take to us to places that we've never been before. And I believe that as we go, go, as we travel down this path of getting back, oh my goodness, 
to each other. Listen, I know it. I can, I can say it. I can, I can. Listen, even in church, we're going to be excited to come back and see each other. For, watch this. But if you're not appreciative, it only take a couple of Sundays and you'll be back in the same <laughs> place before. <laughs> Jaw, rocks in your jaws, mad, and, and, and different things. Listen, this should open up your eyes. This should give you the ability to see, listen, we need each other like never before. So why would we allow the enemy to take something away from us that, watch this, that, listen, God provided. God provided us with each other. And don't, don't, don't dare let the enemy rob you. Hmm. Patience. Patience, patience. Verse 4 says, let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Let patience have its perfect work. Let patience have its perfect work. In other words, let patience be there to bring a completion to what is necessary for you not to be a perfect person, but to fulfill that which God says is your portion. Let me, let me say it like this. Sometimes God just wants you to be there for someone else. Just, 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 I mean, it's amazing how some people just need to talk to somebody when they're going through. They don't want you to talk. They don't want you to fix it. They just want to talk. And all they're doing is, is, is asking you to be a garbage can just for a second so that they can dump. Ooh. Amen? And watch this. Listen, once they're completed, dump, you, I mean, you see a different person. You see somebody that's free. You see somebody, listen, and, on, and watch this. If they have, have, have designated you as a place to dump, what they're saying is you can handle it. Listen to me. If you can't handle it up front, you should tell them, hey, I, I can't take this right now. Oh, amen. And that's okay. I can't take this right now. But give them, give them something that they can work with, though. I can't take this now, right now, but if you give me, a, give, give me a, a few minutes, a few hours, then we could come. I mean, listen, when you're calling somebody on the phone, I think it's only courage to say, is this a good time? How much more when you're having patience with somebody, you give them an opportunity to actually hear and see what, where you're at in order to receive from where they're at. Yeah. Say patience. Oh, my goodness. Listen, when you think of patience, you have to think of uh, fulfilling the obligation or, or fulfilling what. Well, let me let me let me let me let me let me back up for a second. Listen to me. You don't, you and I don't, don't speak of patience until it has to be something <laughs> said or done because the lack thereof exists. You don't, we don't never speak of patience unless the lack of patience is, is, is observed. So what I'm saying to you today, if you do your part, if you allow God to work through you, watch this, you don't have to talk of patience. You, don't, you just have to operate in it because I believe that every one of us have patience. I believe it's a fruit of the Spirit that God has provided for. So listen, let it take its course in your life. But I want to add something to that. The Scripture says, says, says that in verse 5, because I want to put some things in, in it says It says, if any of you like wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Now, I want to backtrack a little bit. When, when we talk of patience, the definition of patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate, tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. That's, that's patience. But if we look at verse 5, where, 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 where Paul is saying, or, or James is saying, that, listen, if you like wisdom, what he's saying is wisdom will help you in your time 
of need with patience. And I, I, I want to give you the definition of wisdom. Wisdom is the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. The quality of being wise. Oh, my goodness. Now, I'm going to read James 1, verses 2 through 6 through the New Living Translation, and then I'm going to really expound on them. Okay? I'm going back, but I want to really expound on this. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, when trouble of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. You see how this is putting things in? Yes. So let it grow. Hello. In verse 4 says, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Ha. Perfect here representing complete. If you need wisdom, ask our God, our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Amen? Verse 6 says, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Now, if George has to have patience with everything, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Amen. Because all it takes somebody to do is get upset. And watch this. Once they get upset, they begin to recognize that there are things, things that has a lot or has nothing to do <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> With anything but you. It has to get beyond you and it has to go into what God has. So listen to me. The big picture says get out, get beyond yourself and get into the things of God and allow God through what we're going through to be the center of everything. And watch this. You won't lack. You are operating the things that God has. Listen, the big picture says, I trust God. I trust God. And, and I want to say this. I'm, I'm almost done. I want to say this. There's so much that God wants to do in our lives that in some cases we don't know because we lack relationship or we lack that consistent and persistent fellowship that we, <laughs> we should Listen, we should yearn and thirst after. Now, there's a there's a there's a a, um, a story in the Bible that we are familiar with, but I want to use this story to bring us uh, uh, close to what, what the big picture is. And in in Matthew 14, in verse 25. Now, let, let, let me just bring you bring everything in the full, uh, uh, up to verse 25. Jesus sent the disciples. After feeding the, uh, uh, the 5,000, uh, um, I mean, with a few um, fishes and a few loaves of bread. And because he did such a great job, they wanted Jesus to set up his kingdom here on earth. And they were trying to talk to the disciples in, a, in a, uh, encouraging Jesus to do so. And <laughs> Jesus said, all right, I got to get them out of the crowd and the influence of the crowd. So he sent them. He sent them over to the other side. And as they were going over to the other side, he began, oh my goodness, <laughs> began to pray. And the scripture says, when they were going over to the other side, a big wind, uh, I mean, a storm brewed, and it was tossing the disciples to and fro. And when Jesus got through praying, like he, he always did, he would go back to the disciples and minister to them after he prayed. And I believe that's what God wants us to do. In our time of prayer, he wants us to go through, I mean, he wants us to go through that time with him. But once that time is up, he wants us to, to, to reunite with, with our families, with our loved ones and friends and all those that are lost. And he wants us to minister. He wants us to, to, to understand that there's a capacity in our lives that represents ministering to the lost, ministering to our family members. I mean, ministering to whoever he put in our lives. That's why I said you should constantly ask God, Lord, what will you have me 
to do today. I know what I'm going to do, but what will you have me to do? But he sent the disciples out. And anytime God sends you on somewhere, anytime God uh, 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 really place you in a position to use your gifts, your talents, and whatnot, there's going to be a trial. There's going to be a test. I don't care who you are. Man, it's going to be challenged. It's going to be tested. And here the disciples are on the lake, and the lake is just throwing them back and forth. And the scripture says, Now with the fourth hour of the night, and Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. Amen? I was listening to something the other day, <laughs> and uh, I heard that there's no I in fear. <laughs> but a letter I in fear. And I wanted to do a whole lot with that. But I'm just telling you right now, we shouldn't fear because God has given us power, love, and a sound mind. Amen? Doesn't mean that we don't. But the scripture says in verse 27, but immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer, it is I, do not, do not be afraid. And Peter said, Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. Amen. And I want to just stop here for a second and I want to say this verse of scriptures describes most of us when we are afraid and we have a glimpse of our, I mean, think about this, and we have a glimpse of our relationship with Jesus. You see, <laughs> the Peters of today, or you and I, I just say you and I, we say, Lord, if, it, if it's you, when I throw these five nickels in the air, if four land on head, amen, if four land on head, then I will know it's you and my situation now I can go forward with. Amen? In other words, Peter, Peter knew Jesus' voice, but he also knew that there was water in between he and Jesus. Are you with me? Listen to me. I know God's voice, and I know this virus and what it has provided is between me and, and what people will call normal. In other words, in other words, I got to know that regardless of what, what reconnecting looks like in the eyes of other people, I got to do what God says. Amen. I got to be what God wants me to be to those that, that uh, I'm going to encounter. Are you with me? But here, Peter, Peter heard the voice of Jesus. And he said, if it's you, Lord, <laughs> bid me to come. In other words, if, he, he's saying, I want to be sure. Listen, I want you to know during this time, when you get on your knees and pray constantly, you can be assured that the voice of God is going to be clear. Yeah. Amen? Clear. Don't allow circumstances and situation during this time to be, prevent you from really spending time with God and getting a, cl oh my goodness, getting a good understanding of who's speaking. Amen. Verse 29 says, so he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Oh, I love that. You know, the reason I love that is because when we can hear the voice of God, and obey God, we're going to always rise above the situation and walk above what, oh my goodness, the situation. Uh, are you with me? Listen, the scripture says, but when he saw that the wind was busted, he was afraid. Now, who told him not to be afraid? Jesus told him not to be afraid. Oh my goodness. He told him not to be afraid. If Jesus tells you not to be afraid and you become afraid, then what you have is lost sight of who, who and where Jesus is at. You see, you should never take your eyes off of Jesus regardless of the situation. <laughs> I have my eyes on him 
even more now because of the situation. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm loving the fact that I've I'm, I'm been able to, to pray and believe God for different things and, and watching them come to pass. I mean, there's things that God has shown me and it's because time has been permitted. But most of all, things have been put into practice. You get on the phone and you talk and you know you're not going to see this person. Oh, I just talking to a brother on the phone um, yesterday, and, and I was so excited. I mean, you can't see him, but I mean, this the voice, just hearing the voice. We are talking and we're hearing each other's voice. I mean, that I mean, it it it, it does something. It creates. I mean, my goodness, it creates such an opportunity. Opportunity to connect. And to be what you need to be to each other. Listen, in verse 31 it says, Immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and called him and said unto him, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? Now let me, let me, let me, let me go back to something. Let me, because I'm almost done. Let me go back to something. I said, listen. When you have patience, <laughs> you got to use wisdom to help you <laughs> with patience. Now, <laughs> Jesus told Peter not to be afraid. And then Peter became afraid because he looked <laughs> at the wind and buzzer. Now, Jesus could have had no patience with him and said, <laughs> okay, <laughs> get, <laughs> get back in the boat. <laughs> But instead, he grabbed him, secured him, made him feel comfortable with him, and then he spoke with an admonition that, why did you doubt? Why did you? I mean, think about that. That's, that, that's wisdom. He didn't kill Peter, amen, like we do each other sometimes. I mean, when we lose patience with each other, I mean, we want to, oh, my goodness, we want to rail, we want to talk. But he just said, <laughs> why, why did you doubt when I told you not to be afraid? I want to be like that. I want to be like that. There are going to be people that are in need. When we come back together, there are going to be people that, for the first time, they're going to, oh, my goodness. And we have to have patience with them. And we've got to use the wisdom of God, even when they need a, a rebuke, even when they need something that, listen, we've got to be patient with them. Oh. The big picture. The big picture makes <laughs> no sense if you're not operating out of your relationship with Jesus. It doesn't. It makes no sense. But when you're, when you're, when you're operating out of your faith in Jesus, then faith becomes what is necessary for you to move forward. Listen. When you are looking at this story, you're looking at how Peter lost faith because of fear. And Jesus said, O ye of little faith. In other words, he was speaking volume of the relationship. Listen, the more you spend time with Jesus, the more time, oh my goodness, he's going to increase your faith because you're going to believe and trust. And I think faith becomes difficult to believe with when they are weak in their relationship with Christ. When you're strong because you're spending time with him. Watch this. When you spend time in prayer, when you spend time uh, building the relationship, watch this. When you go and you meet people, when you start, listen, you're not going to be talking crazy. You're not going to be carnal, but you're going, to, you're going to be making a point that, hey, I serve a God. I serve a risen Savior. And I want to be a blessing to you. I, I mean, what are your needs? What can I pray with you, you know, you're not being spiritual or being this uh, 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 high and mighty. No, what you're doing is you're addressing who, who they are according to what you become in, in Christ. You see, obedience is a, a beautiful thing because obedience strengthens us in our relationship with Christ. And it purifies our heart because the more you obey God, the more, oh my goodness, <laughs> the scripture says that 
without faith is impossible to please God. Now, if that's true, then when we are pleasing God is when we are having faith in God. And when we're having faith in God, that means we're spending time with God. I mean, you don't spend time with someone you don't have faith in. <laughs> even that, that's even in the natural. If somebody can help me, I'm going to have faith in them because of what they can do, what their abilities are. Listen, but we serve a God that his love alone, his love alone have, have, have uh, more than enough faith to actually say, I want to be with him. I want him to be a part of my life. Listen. When, you t- when, we, <laughs> when we talk about the big picture in closing, when we talk about the big picture, I want us to recognize that there are things that God, God wants to work in our lives and through our lives, not because anything more than we are allowing him to be more than a rescue to him. Listen, when God saved me, when God rescued me, when salvation became a part of my life, I had a renewed spirit. I wanted to be something that, that pleased God. I wanted to be, I, I, mean, I, I mean, I tried to do, do, do things that were, were, was pleasing to God because it was about me and my relationship with God. And as I prayed and I believed God, God began to show me how I, did, I lacked patience with, the, with his people. I lacked patience. And this is not when I, I gave my life, uh, life to Christ uh, down the road. It was right then and there. In other words, God didn't wait for the time, <laughs> I mean, to lapse. He uh, immediately, God began to show me, listen to me, I have work for you to do, and I want you to have a relationship with my people. I want you to have a relationship with, with your neighbor. I want you to have, in other words, when my relationship with God w- was, was complete, God didn't say, okay, I'm going to take you through this whole course. I'm a, it's going to be about another year and a half before uh, you can, I mean, really talk to folks about me and my love. No, right away, God says, listen, you and I have it. We, we have secured that. Our relationship is, is there. But I need you to understand that I've been... I've been longing for your relationship, and now that I have it, how you're going to solidify my relationship with you is your relationship with each other, or relationship with your, your brothers. In 1 Corinthians 1, it says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who perish, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Now, I'm going to close with that, but I'm going to say this. The message of the cross for me was when Christ, my goodness, when Christ became everything that I need, not everything that I lack, but everything that I needed. Because there's some things that I'm glad I was never provided because, <laughs> because it was lack. No, it wasn't a necessity, nor what it was good for me. As a matter of fact, if some of us would have received, it would have been an unhealthy, uh, 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 <laughs> amen. But with God, I mean, I became everything that I need because of what he did. And listen to me, the big picture. The big picture is this. It doesn't matter what you go through. The how you go through it matters the most to God. Jesus gave Peter a word. Don't be afraid. It is I. But the minute he commanded him to come, or he gave him instruction to be a part of him, instead of maintaining the focus on Jesus, he went back to what was bombarding him. And because of that, the scripture says he began to sink. He became subject to the situation and circumstances. You've got to really hear me. He became subject to the situation 
and the circumstances that he asked God to get him out in the first place. Listen, during this time, don't take your eyes off of Jesus. Are you with me? And listen to me. When this time of over or this season of, of trial, still keep your eyes on him. Amen? He lost. He lost sight of Jesus. And he started to sing. Notice, even if you lose sight, still call on him. And he'll be there. Not to bail you out, but to be your friend. To be someone that you can count on. Listen to me. If you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with a lack of encouragement, listen to me. There's somebody in your life that God has put there to help you out of. You say, but I, there's somebody that God, listen to me. I, I'm, I'm telling you, there's one thing to speak to God and pray and believe God, but somebody has to verify what God has done. Listen to me. You got to know that God has given you somebody to help you with where you're at. Listen, Peter is a prime example. He said, if it's you, Lord, didn't need to come. I'm saying to you, if you're struggling from depression, you're struggling because your finances are not right, listen to me. Ask God, Lord, if it's you, give me somebody that's going to help me through my situation. Not because of finances, but because of what they have as a word to help you and walk you through. Listen, I'm so adamant about this thing. There's a bigger picture. There's something that God wants to do. Let him do it. Oh my goodness. I said let him do it. I said let him do it. Listen. You might you might be thinking that you're all alone. Well you're not. I'm saying you're not alone because you're listening to me right now. You're looking at me now. You are not alone. We're praying for you. We're believing God for you. We're with all that you are struggling with. Our prayers are this, that God, through his son Jesus, will intervene and provide you with everything that you could ever need. We serve an awesome God. I want you to bow your head right now as we take time to pray. The big picture. The big picture. Lord, I pray that, Lord, we would know and understand that you are God. And, Lord, you have season and time, purpose for your people. And, Lord, I pray that, Lord, the things that the, those that are struggling and those that are right now are, are, are really wondering what's next. I pray, God, that they would reach out. Reach out. Touch. Move. Ah. Move upon them. Lord, your intervention, God, right now, I pray in Jesus' name. And with your head still bowed and eyes closed, if you're out there and you you want to know Jesus, you want him to be a part of your life. To, you want him to, 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 to be the difference in your life. You want to be a believer. You want to be, oh my goodness. What you know the scripture says? That any man be in Christ. He's a new creation. Old things will pass away. Behold, all things become but we should have a risen Savior that rose with all power in his hand. He wants to be a part of your life now. If that's you, I want you to repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I acknowledge my sins. I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I believe your son Jesus died on the cross 
rose with all power in his hand. And that resurrection power, that resurrection power is what I desire to bring complete and wholeness in my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The big picture is not only did he forgive you of your sins, but he, oh my goodness, took your sin and separated as far as the east from the west, and he threw him in the sea of forgiveness. Welcome to the family of God and allow God, oh my goodness, to show you where a place that you can fellowship and bring encouragement, oh my goodness, to both you and the person that you have fellowship with. But we love you, we're praying for you, and we believe in God for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to find out more information about our church, give online, or just stay connected throughout the week, visit us on the web by clicking the link in the description. We look forward to being with you next week.